Nation. Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesselitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited. He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette sports. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do. Here, but let's go ahead and get boys do with your need to know news. Here's your need to know news. All right, uh, baseball Cubs fall seven five last night, hosting the Nationals. Uh, Cody Bellinger, dude's hot man, crushing it again. Two for four night with a run. Smiley takes the L, six innings, eight hits, five earned, seven strikeouts. The most strikeouts he's had in his last ten starts. Man, we had the we did the numbers on that yesterday. Four and a half on the over under. Sniff seven in two months. You gotta be kidding me. All right. Anyway, um, yeah. Patrick Wisdom, you know I've been beating up on him, right? Maybe see no, another homer for him last night. His second in three games. Tonight's James and Tyen taking on Patrick Corbin. Corbin getting mashed by righties. Good news for Wisdom. 316, 16 homers given up to right-handers this year. Slight wind blowing in tonight from right. Center Cubs a minus 165 favorite. White Sox with the night off last night open up their series against the Mets tonight on the road. Carlos Carrasco on the mound. And he's allowed a homer in all but two starts this season. Coming off his first shutout of the year as well. 11 days ago against the uh, Diamondbacks. Luis Robert Jr. is good at hitting a baseball. 5 for 9 in his last two games, hitting 318 this month. 366 with four homers in his last 10 road games. Sox and even money dog here tonight. Do I like them tonight? Hmm. I can't decide. And Lucas Giolito's been pretty darn good, though, hasn't he? I don't know. That's close. I'll let that marinate a little bit. Aviators lose to the uh, Paints 7-0 last night. They're now 5-9 and nine in the second half of the season. It's not been good. As worst in the division, they will host Johnstown tonight at 7 Got to win that one. Purdue announcing that men's basketball's Zach Eady volleyball's Eva Hudson, the 2023 Purdue Male and Female Athletes of the Year. The pair led the Big Ten in scoring and points in their respective sports. And they also got their teams into the top five during the season. You know about Zach. I literally like every award that you can basically get. 
He got it. Hudson, though, first year, first freshman in program history to be an All-American honorable mention, most decorated freshman in Purdue volleyball history, Midwest Region Freshman of the Year, All-Big Ten First Team, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, Unanimous Big Ten All-Freshman Team, led the league in kills and in points. She's good. Congratulations to those two. Football gives themselves a uh, transfer portal guy today. How about this? Offensive lineman Austin Johnson decided to take his uh, talents elsewhere after Coach Prime showed up. He hit the portal. He's the sixth offensive line transfer that Purdue has gotten in the portal. He's portal jumper number 19 for the program here as well. Uh, 6'4", 300 pounds. He was a three-star guy in the state of Colorado. Sixth best prospect in the state of Colorado. He's got uh, two years of eligibility, played 20 games, made seven starts. He saw action in 10 games last season for Colorado. And I read that his nickname is Big Salsa. I'm on board with that. Big Salsa, let's go. Welcome to the fold, my man. And there you go. That would be today's Need to Know News. And am I in on the White Sox here tonight? Giolito had been crushing it in the strikeouts category. And then five against St. Louis, four against Toronto in his last two starts. Less than ideal going into the All-Star break there. But he, you know, he did have a good, he had a good June. ERA was 2-3-2. Strikeouts 7, 8, 9, and 10. The problem is, like, where you see him have, like, strikeouts against teams that typically don't strike out a bunch, and then the ones that do strike out a bunch, he's not. Like, Seattle's a, a big swing and miss team, and he only had five against them. I think I'm in. I think. I'm not going to go crazy, though. All right, let's take a look at uh, who is hot for you this evening. Yesterday, we... Mixed bag. Lane Thomas really let us down. He had amazing metrics against Smiley. Didn't he get a hit? It was over five. He had like 361 lifetime against Smiley, 444 against lefties. Webb delivered for us. Yeah. Not tremendous. So where do we turn to tonight? Um, I'm not going to lie. Pitchers are letting me down. I almost want to put a full-on ban on pitcher strikeouts for like a week. I just feel like we're really getting let down in that category. It's been dicey coming back from the All-Star break. The only thing that seems reliable to me anymore is taking Otani to hit a home run. He's on a three-game homer streak again. He 
He's just absolutely on fire. Who, he's got Domingo German tonight? Please. That's a great target right there. I don't think he's gotten more than like four days, I think, or four games of not hitting a homer. Like, that's how good he's been. I don't think German's any good, is he? God, he had a game against Seattle where he gave up four homers. He's been better the last three. He did a little bit of a number on uh, the Cubs right at the All-Star break there with nine strikeouts and just that homer giving up. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Anyway, uh, let's see who is uh, hot tonight, who we like. <sighs> I'll get into pitchers. Brian Wu over six and a half for Seattle tonight. 13 Ks per nine at home this year. Minnesota's dead last year to date in right handed pitching K percentage. So six and a half seems like we're on we're on pace there. Another target here that just seems like the, the hitting is terrible. Tyrick Scooball against Kansas City. Kansas City dead last versus left-handed pitching K percentage. Dead last in the last 14 and last 30 days. Just got to get the six with him. And then I know a lot of people like to play Dinger Tuesday. So I, how do you don't just go with um, Shohei? You can easily do that. Great, uh, great hitting conditions. A great American ballpark today. San Francisco and Cincinnati. Milwaukee and Philadelphia. I don't like taking Milwaukee bats, but those are that's probably a place where you know Philadelphia is gonna. As long as they got wind out, it's like Wrigley. You know, they get some wind out there, and it can get uh, a little bit crazy. How can you not uh, like Luis Robert Jr. again today? We gave you uh, those numbers and how he's been hitting on the road. And I don't hate Cody Bellinger again. I mean, Bellinger's been scary good. He's just racking up the, uh, the the tab for when they eventually trade him. Corbin's a lefty. He's not tremendous by any stretch of the imagination. And Bellinger's just been mashing the ball over the last 10, 15 games. He's hitting 400 in the last week. He's hitting 459 in the last two weeks. He had three homers in the last seven days. He mashes lefties, 342. He's 357 lifetime against Patrick Corbin. No homers. 
Five hits in 14 at-bats, just one double, though. Cody Bellinger should be on your card tonight. He's not bad to get a run, too. He's got a run, let's see here, this is uh, what the last uh, 13 or 12 games, something like that, so uh, a run in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. In 8 of his last 10, he's got a run. If you're in the hits, runs, and RBIs category with him, he's he, he's a must-play on DraftKings and hits, runs, and RBIs. you got to take advantage of him on that. If you're on something else tonight, put him on your little parlay where you're putting out like four guys to hit. He should be on it. But I don't think he's that bad. What can I get? I can get him run scores at plus 110. Over one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs is minus 145. So I think he's been pretty solid in runs. He's got a run in, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, uh, four of his last five games. And a lot of these games, he's got multiple runs. Put Cody Bellinger on the list. About the only guy I feel really good about tonight. Just because of the way that he's been hitting. If you want to take a flyer, if you want to go crazy. I'm upset yesterday I took uh, Patrick Wisdom to uh, to get a hit in his first at bat. And of course he homers in the second one. But maybe, maybe you take a little... You probably get some great value on Patrick Wisdom to hit a homer here today because he's been just so bad at the plate. But you knew it wasn't going to last forever. It was bad, but it wasn't going to last forever. He was going to have to come back and do it eventually. Plus 370? Come on, I deserve better than that. Forget it. Never mind what I said. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. We're right back with more local sports talk. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show. Kyle Charters making a return here Thursday and Friday on the show, filling in for me. Actually, he's got a he's got some fill-ins coming in here. He's got Thursday and Friday, and then uh, next Thursday, I'll be down at uh, Big Ten Media Day for Purdue, and uh, Kyle will fill in for me while I'm down there doing some legwork. Hopefully, we'll be able to call and check in and everything uh, with that, but uh, very much looking forward to that, and then I have to pile a couple more days on that he doesn't know about that yet. That's okay, though. I'll tell him eventually. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the news out of Purdue today, they've announced their uh, male and female athletes of the year. It goes to Ava Hudson and Zach Eady, two very deserving uh, athletes here. You know about Zach at this point. You know that He's literally got, like, every award. I assume he's got some kind of vault that he, like, you know, stacks them all in there, and then he, like, swims through them like Scrooge McDuck and DuckTales. He's got everything, man. And rightfully so. But what Hudson did this season is... That's dangerous. It's dangerous when you consider that it's a freshman. 
And, you know, it's arguably the most competitive volleyball conference in America. She's the first. Think about the great names that have come through that program under Dave Shondell. And even most recently, too, Grace Cleveland's been uh, a winner of this award back in 2021. Sheridan Atkinson uh, has won this award. And that's just in, in, in recent memory. But for all the great volleyball players that Dave Shondell has, has brought in, the fact that she's the first freshman program history to receive an All-American Honorable Mention nod, Midwest Region Freshman of the Year, All-Big Ten First Team, All-Big Ten Freshman, she is the Big Ten Freshman of the Year, unanimous Big Ten All-Freshman Team. You led that league in kills and points. That is not a product that everybody just gets out of a freshman. Few 18-year-olds in all of sports, in all of collegiate sports, step onto a campus and have that level of impact. Very few. It's it's extremely rare. Go back and think about your uh your your college, let's start college football. Go back the last five or six years and find me a freshman that led a conference in sacks. A freshman that led a conference in in touchdown passes. It doesn't happen very often. And what it does, um, there's... There's a lot to work around, too. And certainly, Ava has a lot around her as well. But you don't have, in in, in football, certainly there could be some very impactive collegiate men's basketball players, female basketball players. You know, we got... We got some that turn out to be lottery picks. They're, they're one-and-dones. But as talented as they are, I still don't think you see them leading multiple categories as a freshman. They don't get named a freshman of the year for, you know, major publications, end up all America. It's rare. And the fact that she was able to do all that, I mean, credit Dave Shondell and company too. But I could, I, I might almost, because she is a freshman, you can almost argue that what she was able to do this year almost 
dwarf Zach Eady and his accomplishments. Almost. But Zach's the National Player of the Year. You got to give it up for that. But don't sleep. Don't sleep on what Ava accomplished here because that's that's amazing. And the fact that, you know, Coach Shondell has got a class coming in here with so much more freshman talent that this, this might get raped. This very well, uh, Chloe Shikoy could very well come in here and replicate that kind of performance. <laughs> and I don't know how many people would surprise if you heard me talk with Dave Shondell back in the spring after their uh, spring season, just how good she was. Um, I'm not saying she's going to lead the conference in, in kills and points. I just, look, the impact is there. But I think we've been in such awe of everything that Zach has done that uh, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that what Ava's done at this uh, this program as a freshman is simply remarkable. And uh, I think Zach's got all the attention. Zach's got plenty of attention. You know Zach. You know how good Zach is. I think you know that this volleyball team is good. I think you knew that Ava was good, but um, I don't. I, I don't feel like we highlighted the details enough to really where you took in a full appreciation for her. And uh, salute because that's that's a killer right there. Absolute killer to lead that conference in points and kills. Eva, man, crazy. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. More local sports next. Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. All right. Um, so a, a bit of a revolt, so to speak, yesterday out of the NFL's running backs. They're not happy they're not getting paid. Specifically, a tweet from Matt Miller, who is an ESPN NFL draft analyst and insider, who fired off a tweet yesterday that says, draft a running back, play the running back. If he's good, franchise tag on the running back one time and then draft a running back. They're not happy. Because it's accurate. You know, Saquon can't get a deal. Josh Jacobs led the league, can't get an extension. It's a position that has been widely devalued. Why? Why won't teams pay for good quality running backs? Why won't they get extensions? Couple of reasons. First, the argument is you do not need an elite running back. You have a salary cap. And you got to spend it on First and foremost, quarterback, right? Then you got to 
provide protection with that quarterback. You got to give him weapons. And yeah, you could be one of those weapons. But the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl starting Jarek McKinnon. Elaire, Panchenko. These are not defensive notes one, two, and three when you get set up for the Chiefs. And who do they take on? Who do the Eagles have? Do they, they keep Miles Sanders? Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. So right out the gate here, you're saying, if I'm looking to save money in a position, per, perhaps that is one that I can get away with. Two, the game is changing. It's It's been a pass-happy league now for the last decade and a half since they started changing up the rules about what defenders could do to receivers. They are doing more to protect quarterbacks. It is beneficial for you to go out there, add in an extra tight end in a passing round, go five wide because of the potential penalties that you can draw on a passing play. It's a little bit riskier to put the ball in the air. Yes. But the system is rewarding more of the passing now. And that's just the facts. Quarterbacks are getting better. They're able to do more things. They're getting more of these touches in the running game as well. It just makes sense. They're eating up more cap space than ever, too. The money's got to come from someplace. Another deal here is you're seeing after the franchise tag now, getting a little bit older, you get beat up from being a running back. It's definitely a position that takes a lot of punishment. And it's easier to find good talent later on in a draft to fill that role. You can be cheaper there. So many times teams have overpaid here in the last decade for that running back that's on that free agent deal, and they get burnt. Not saying everyone, but I'm saying there's a lot. Everybody remember Lavian Bell? So I'm going to hold out. I wanted that huge deal. And the Steelers said, no, we're not going to do it. So he sat out that whole season. Went and signed the deal with the Jets for less money than the Steelers did offer him, too, by the way. Goes out to the Jets. Complete mess. Never lives up to it. They see those cautionary tales. There's a, a, a need because... Quarterbacks are getting more expensive. There's a need to preserve cap space someplace. And again, look at what you have going on in the Super Bowl here, and you say, maybe I can get away with having an 
okay running back room. They don't need great. I mean, go back and look at your leading rushers last year. Josh Jacobs, Vegas. How'd they do? Derrick Henry, Tennessee. Where'd they finish? Nick Chubb at third. How'd they do? Saquon, Giants, where'd they finish? Dalvin Cook, Minnesota, in sixth. Where were they at? You had Justin Fields as a quarterback, the seventh leading rusher in the league. Christian McCaffrey, all that money, got the trade. He comes in an eighth. Aaron Jones is 10th, Green Bay. Now go through all those guys here, and we had, what, eight, eight, nine running backs. How many of those guys found themselves in a, in a divisional championship game? And keep going down the list, Jamal Williams, Detroit. Kenneth Walker III, Seattle. Stevenson, New England. You know, I'm going down the list. And I'm I'm still not seeing... A quarter or a, a running back that's got you running through the playoffs. I mean, look, I, I understand the Giants made their way into. Uh, the divisional round, but got waxed by Philadelphia. Jacksonville loses at Kansas City. Cincinnati has a good one-two combo there, but still. But you look at the top offenses in the league. And they're going to be teams... that are led by outstanding uh, outstanding quarterbacks. I mean, your top five quarterbacks last year, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow. Austin Eckler's a heck of a talent. But Justin Herbert's more important. Now one could say one hand washes the other in some of these situations, sure. Perhaps Joe Burrow is nothing without, you know, without like Mixon. But he's also got a great wide receiver core. 
Buffalo's not known for running the football well, and yet here they are in the divisional round as well, one of the top offenses in the National Football League. I'm not saying it's right, but Tennessee's a great example. King Henry is a beast. And they ride that beast as far as they can go. The problem is, and again, it's a team sport. There is defense to consider as well. But what do they do? They didn't collect a win from week 12 to week 18. Doesn't matter how many times Derrick Henry goes for over 100 yards. Doesn't matter how much he wears down the defense. You have to have the passing first in today's NFL. You just do. And they've got to take away from someplace. And when you go to the Super Bowl with the kind of guys that you had uh, with the Chiefs and win, it just shows other franchises that, hey, this is not the most important thing. That you could find guys in the second and third round because nobody else is valuing these guys in the first round anymore. And that's the other thing, too. First round guys getting first round money. If nobody values running back in first round anymore, then they're not getting first round guy money. And we're going to take our final break here. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up next. I missed the baby announcement yesterday, the things we missed. We'll talk about it coming up here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Let's go. It's the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. I am Jared Chesalitis. Thank you for. Uh, making me a part of a uh, great Tuesday here. Let's get into some of the things we may have missed. Congratulations to David Blau, Dad. Always a special moment. I missed this, but uh, good for him, man. It's like to see good things happen to good people. Right? I mean... I don't know what, he's still with the Cardinals too, isn't he? Is he still on that roster? Whew. I don't think it's a bad place to be because I honestly, I, I have a lot of doubts about Kyler Murray. <laughs> I, I do. He got in for a couple games there at the end. It wasn't, wasn't too bad. I mean, San Francisco was 14 of 18. Touchdown two INTs. Atlanta, they just barely lost that game to Atlanta. 24-40 in a touchdown there, 222 yards. Just criminal how long he sat around in Detroit and just really just never got that chance. Best of luck to you, David. Fatherhood, man, it is uh it is amazing. Uh, the number one recruit in the state of in, in, uh, in the state of Indiana basketball, Flory Badunga, 
is down to four schools, and one of them is not Indiana. As uh, IU Twitter would have led you to believe that that was a done deal. They tend to do that. Everybody that's the best is always going to choose them no matter what, except for this time, so I'm sure he's not really that good. Auburn, Duke, Michigan, in Kansas. He is good. He is very good. I'd like him to not go to Michigan. Please do not come to the Big Ten, Flory. Uh, we're in that magical time of the year here where nerds will start to... We do the same thing every year with the Madden game. Here's the Madden cover person. Now here come the leaks for all of the positions. Here's their ranking. Everybody gets upset about the ranking. Why is this person this high? Why is this person not that high? Then they go out, they buy the game, they play the game, then they complain the game is super glitchy. They put it on YouTube. I'm going to throw my controller. Da-da-da-da-da. They got to fix this. And then the season's over. They stop playing. And then we all move on with our lives for a few months. And then we come back to July. We wash. We rinse. We repeat. I don't know why they do this every year. I never understood how they used to get NCAA football so pure and easy and good and everything works, not a problem. And Madden is always, like, overcomplicated. It's it's always glitchy. I don't like it. I know, old man yells at the cloud about video games we used to play. But uh, NCAA football game, I always thought, was better than Madden. They used to do that deal, too, where you could trade in your NCAA uh, football because you used to be able to get NCAA football, like, right around now. And then, you know, Madden would release in, like, what, like September or something like that? And you could trade it in and get, like, a little special bump if you wanted to. Now, there's a whole rating special on ESPN for a video game. Are you serious? I'm going to do that on Sunday. Uh, today, today, they dropped the edge rushers. They started with wide receivers. Just Jefferson's the best player in the game. Aaron Donald also with a 99 rating. They gave you the top 10 overall. Aaron Donald, Tyreek Hill, Bosa, uh, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Devontae Adams, Micah Parsons, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Chris Jones. So that's what they've got here so far. Those are the top ratings. Like there, there's no, there's no Colts or Bears in the wide receivers. There's no Colts or Bears in the top ten of the edge rushers either. There's no Colts or Bears in the top ten defensive linemen. Although DeForest Buckner is the highest rated one for the Colts at eighty with an eighty six rating. It's just you get down to this and you're going to start arguing. You know, why is Vita Vea higher than DeForest Buckner or something? It just seems exhausting. Who's the best edge rushers, according to Madden in the NFL? Nick Bose, number one. Miles Garrett, two. Micah Parsons, three. T.J. Watt at four. Vaughn Miller at five. Max Crosby at six. Then it's Joey Bosa. Hassan Reddick, Demarcus Lawrence, and Matthew Judon. So, yeah, it's out. Best of luck. Oh, there's the safety ratings. I didn't even see they got the safeties here, too. Derwin James, Minka Fitzpatrick, Justin Simmons. 
Nah. No Colts, no Bears on these lists. A little shocking. That's going to do it for us here on the Hammer Down Shell. See you back here tomorrow, 3 o'clock, talking local sports on 